probably the biggest one that I tell people time and time again, especially as an executive, is to quit emailing your staff after hours and on weekends. Just stop doing that, please. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Michael Levitt of the Breakfast Leadership Network. Michael, it's great to have you on the show. Great to be on the show with you today. Definitely super excited to have you on. And before we jumped into the interview, I want to read a little bit more about Michael so you'd hear about all the awesome things that he's doing. And Michael is the founder and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, a San Diego and Toronto-based burnout media firm. He is an in-person and certified virtual speaker, a certified NLP and CBT therapist, and a Fortune 500 consultant and author of the new book, Burnout Proof. Michael hosts the Breakfast Leadership Show, a top 200 global podcast on iTunes. Michael's a top 20 global thought leader on HR, culture with Thinkers 360, and a former healthcare executive overseeing $2 billion budgets. Michael, great to have you on the show. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Let's do it. Awesome. Let's do it then. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Yeah, my CEO story has had different flavors for sure. And my, <laughs> you know, my current role, uh, you know, Chief Burnout Officer is the, you know, one of the fun titles that I gave myself, but I am the CEO of Breakfast Leadership Network. And that organization was birthed uh, almost five years ago now. And it, it came about from an observation of you know, burnout and a lot of people in a variety of different sectors we're burning out. And this is before the COVID-19 pandemic. But more importantly, that burnout story uh, has a deeper meaning to me because in 2009 to 2010, I had what I like to call my year of worst case scenarios, uh, mm -hmm. where in burnout was uh, the cause of these scenarios. So over a period of 369 days, from May 2009 to May 2010, the following happened to me. I had a heart attack that should have killed me. Mm. I lost my job during the Great Recession. My car was repossessed. And then finally, my home was foreclosed. Wow. All those things happened in a year. And all of those things happened because I was burned out. I wasn't taking care of myself. I was making mistakes at work. When you're on unemployment, during the great recession and you're on heart medication that costs you a thousand dollars a month and you don't have any drug insurance coverage, you have to make some choices. Do I eat and take this medication to help me stay alive or do I make car payments? Well, mm -hmm. I chose the food and the medication road. And of course the bank, you know, reserved the right to take the vehicle back and they did. And, you know, the same situation with the house and the mortgage, uh, you know, obviously all of those situations are pretty extreme to happen, but for all four of them to happen in one year was, was pretty significant for me. And it, it, it gave me another opportunity, which I'm thankful for, because when you're laying on a procedure table in the hospital and the cardiologist looks at you and says, you don't know how lucky you are to be alive right now. 
um, it's 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 pretty eye-opening to say the least. I did joke with him. So you skipped the bedside manner class in medical school, I see. And we all we all laughed and had a good time with it. But I figured I probably shouldn't pick on the guy that's going to be cut open me and, and put stents in my artery. You know, I should probably be a little bit more polite, but uh, it was worth it. He, he got he got the joke. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, all those things happened because I was burned out and I was living a life that created those burnout scenarios. And after recovering from all of that uh, and finding a new job and relocation and moving and all of that good stuff, you know, I had a choice. I could have said, well, you know, I survived all of that. I'm Superman. Uh, I guess I'm invincible. Or, you know, I, I took a deeper harder look at my life and how I was living it and made some pretty significant adjustments in my life. And I want to frame this really quick for people that are burning out or think they might be burning out. 99.9% of people do not need to reinvent their life. They just need to make a couple adjustments here and there and how they do things. It'll make a big difference in my particular situation because of the severity of my burnout and the other things that were going on in my life. I did need to do a deep dive and, and figure out, okay, why did I make the choices that I made? Why did I do what I did? Why did I eat the way that I did all the things and, and said, okay, I don't ever want to go through that again because, you know, I nearly died the first time. I don't want to give that an opportunity to have another swing at me because it could be successful the second time around. So I made the adjustments and started living a great life and, started looking around at my colleagues I worked in the healthcare sector at that point and I started seeing a lot of people going down the same road that I did and it scared me and I thought okay I need to do something about this so I started researching and writing about it which then you know birthed my company because I thought okay this is a bigger problem than I thought it was and started writing about it started my own podcast show and started speaking at conferences and working with organizations and it took on a life of its own. And here I am today, you know, wrote, you know, burnout proof and, and got that out in the wild earlier this year. And it's been, you know, nonstop adventure ever since. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I definitely appreciate you for sharing that. And, and it definitely is something that um, I think we all kind of appreciate, you know, life and the things that are in life. And, and a lot of times, uh, we ignore sometimes things that start to lead and, and mount to burnout. So I appreciate you for sharing that and re- just reminding us of how precious life is for one, but two, like how it's so important. It sounds like to kind of take care of self and, and so that you don't um, sometimes hit that wall or whatever, you know, we might call it or phrase it as because it's hard to to kind of reinvent yourself and come back. And it's definitely, you've been given a gift for sure. I agree. Yeah. It's, it was, it was not easy to, you know, for people to make adjustments in their life, I know it's not easy, even because a lot of it is habit forming. And we all have habits that are very difficult to implement and some habits that we have that are very hard to break. So for me, I, I knew it was going to be a tough go of it because I literally had to do a deep review of my life, my beliefs, my thoughts, my habits, why I believed in things, why it was so important for me to work the insane hours that I did that led up to my cardiac event. And I had to you know, do a deep dive and go, okay, why was that important to me? Why did I feel like I had to work those long days every day for two solid years? Why was that important to me? What was my end goal? What was I trying to accomplish? And was it realistic, one? And two, 
was it actually that important? Was it going to make that big of a difference for me to work those hours compared to, you know, working a normal schedule and, and having a little bit more work-life harmony? Yeah, that's absolutely huge. I appreciate you going through those questions and the kind of that evaluation that you went through, I imagine, you know, over a period of time. But I think it's so important for us to kind of, you know, take a look at the things that we're doing as well, too, because often we can get into a place where we're creating habits and doing things on a regular basis and not even sure why we're doing them because we feel like we should or we have to, but really to inspect that and understand, um, you know, just look at that on all sides and see why exactly we're doing that is something that is a uh, at the very least a great exercise yeah i agree i agree it's been it's been very helpful for me and it's helped me work with teams and individuals as well yeah absolutely and, and so i wanted to to hear a little bit more about that work with teams the, the leadership network and everything you're doing there and of course your new book could you take us through a little bit more on what that looks like how you serve your clients and what you feel maybe even sets you apart and makes you unique yeah, I think, well, the, well, I'll answer the last part first. Uh, what makes me unique is I, I know what burnout feels like and looks like and tastes like, and I know, you know, one of the side effects, yes, we know it's fatigue and you're wiped out and you don't feel good and you're lethargic and you make mistakes at work and all that good stuff. But I also know the, the secondary event of it where you could literally lose everything, including your life. Um, and that's an extreme case. But unfortunately, as I'm seeing more and more people burning out, uh, they're definitely flirting with that. And it's not something that I would ever wish upon anyone. So I hate seeing and hearing the stories of, of people burning out. The work I do with organizations and, and speaking at conferences and whatnot is to you know, bring awareness to what burnout is. Because a lot of people hear the phrase burnout, but they may not know what the definition of it is. And it's, it's prolonged stress with fatigue and you feel overwhelmed and you're just not living your ideal life. Um, you're just completely feeling like you're being pulled in all kinds of different directions and it's due to prolonged stress. Well, this pandemic has been prolonged and it's been stressful. So you can see why a lot of people are burning out. The Hartford uh, Insurance Company did a survey recently, and the employees that they surveyed indicated that 61% are identifying of feeling a little bit burned out or, you know, dramatically burned out. And so that's six out of 10 people. That's a pandemic within the pandemic. That's really problematic. So the work I do with organizations is, you know, we focus on, you know, communications and expectations and, and habits and behaviors of employees and management. And, and getting them all on the same page of what is a priority, what isn't, when should we work and when shouldn't we work? Yeah, that, that makes so much sense. And, and and I wanted to kind of switch gears a, a little bit, but I, it might be related to what we're just talking about, which I wanted to ask you for what I call like CEO hacks, which are kind of like apps, books or habits that people have that make them more effective and efficient. But mm -hmm. it, it doesn't have to be around burnout. But I, I was just wondering, would you consider like those ingredients you talked about, like addressing and being aware of those ingredients as being like a hack and, and understanding how to, you know, get a good night's sleep, how to make sure that you're consuming and putting the right things into your body and just all of those things that sometimes we equate with like keeping our cup full as being like really great hacks. One of the things I do is I'm very, very diligent about my calendar and I schedule pretty much everything. Now, you know, bodily functions and things like that. I don't put those on my calendar. I'm not that crazy, but, but I do use time blocks and I also color code my calendar. So meetings and phone calls, podcast interviews, you know, writing, all the other things that I do you know, I use separate colors on my calendar for those things. But for my self-care time, which 
is not just, you know, yoga, meditation or moments of Zen type of thing, but things that I like doing, enjoying that I, you know, I like, you know, it could be reading or watching a baseball game or, you know, going for a walk or anything like that. I schedule that, but I also use my favorite color for my self-care time. And the reason why I use my favorite color, which happens to be blue, is when I look at my calendar at like a week, you know, set, you know, so for seven days, I can squint my eyes and I can still see the colors. If I don't see enough blue, then I know that my week is a little bit out of harmony with everything else. Um, I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something you would tell a client or if you hopped into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. Probably the biggest one that I tell people time and time again, especially as an executive, is to quit emailing your staff after hours and on weekends. Just stop doing that, please. Um, you're not, unless you're a 24-7 shop, then, okay, you're emailing people that are working those shifts. So that would be different. But in many situations, we're not. Truly appreciate that. And, and I wanted to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote-unquote CEOs on the show. So, Mike, what does being a CEO mean to you? Being a CEO for me is a gift. Uh, it allows me to do what I want, where I want, and when I want but in a way that uses my gifts and experiences to serve others because leadership is serving. Um, it's a wonderful gift to be able to do that. It's not bestowed upon everybody. You know, there are some people that are in leadership roles that are struggling because it's not natural for them, but it doesn't mean they can't be a leader. You know, they have to do some self-investment to, to learn how to be a better leader and learn from the great ones, you know, completely, as I like to say, permanently borrow from the greats as far as how to lead. And there's no shortage of great leaders in history that we can uh, emulate and, and learn from. So, you know, just remind yourself as a leader, you know, it's a gift to be able to lead. So, you know, treat it wisely. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And, and saying is success leaves clues. So to be able to kind of tap into those great leaders, those great minds and in so many different ways is definitely, you know, an opportunity that we all have at our at our fingertips a lot of the times. And I love that gift aspect because a lot of times to get the opportunity to use our gifts is a gift in and of itself. So mm -hmm. I, I love the, the opportunity and the gift to be able to use our gifts to be able to make our businesses, our lives and, and the world a better place. So Michael, truly appreciate that definition. I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know, and of course, how best they can get a hold of you, get a copy of the book, subscribe to the podcast, and find out about all the awesome things you're working on. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, breakfastleadership.com is the best place to find me. I'm on most of the social media channels. If you look under the letter B and then fast leadership, don't put that on a license plate. Um, <laughs> or if you if you look up hashtag breakfast leadership, you should be able to find me in a variety of different places. Uh, the podcast is the Breakfast Leadership Show, and it's available on you know pretty much all the platforms. Uh, the book Burnout Proof is available. You can order it online on Amazon. Barnes and Noble also sells it as well. Um, and You'll be more than happy to engage with with your audience and, and people. Uh, you know, reach out, you know, and send me a message on any of those platforms. I'm I'm, I'm pretty responsive on on all of them, and uh, you'll be more than happy to help guide an individual or an organization, you know, to burnout proof, you know, their life or their company. 
Michael, I truly appreciate that. We will have the links and information in the show notes. And thank you so much for, for being transparent and, you know, telling your story. And thank you so much for the work that you do, because burnout is real. And it's sometimes hard to stop once it gets going, you know, down that line. So I appreciate you for, for telling that story, but even more for kind of arming us with the awareness and tools by which we can use to kind of avoid that um, and, and kind of not have that prolonged stress, you know, lead us into the path that we don't go. So thank you so much again, my friend. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the I Am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.